Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football! Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Negler, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast studio in New York City. Corey joins us live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, much like the Packers, we are on to 2024. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got... TJ Slayton. We got the bad. We got the drops. We got the ugly. We got the penalties. My God, the penalties. I can't handle all of these penalties, Corey. You know, uh, they're really good at committing penalties. One of the best in the yeah. league, actually. So that's what we got going for us in 2023. Penalties. They're real good. They're real good at that. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Corey? I'm okay. It's a little cold outside. All my plants are dying. Had a little snow on Monday. Oh, a lot of that. snow on Monday. Holy crap. We had some snow on Monday. It was like just supposed to snow flurry a little bit, and there was a point when we all looked out the window, and it was like a blizzard. I took a little <laughs> video. It was crazy, dude. And then oh, and then I... magically at like 3.30, no snow on the ground, and it's completely sunny. So, you know, welcome to Green Bay. Oh, that's Wisconsin. Hey. I love it. I love it. Uh, If you are in the Wisconsin area, more to the point in the Milwaukee area, don't forget, Friday night, come on out. Say hello to Corey Banke over there at Revere's Well Street Tavern in Delafield, Wisconsin. Drew and KB from 97.3 The Game will be broadcasting live from 3 to 6. Corey and company will be throwing down from 6 to 8. And company including Tyler Herrick, who will also be in attendance, social media wizard here at Cheesehead TV. Come on out Friday night, celebrate Carry the G, which will be available on draft and in cans. It's going to be a good time. Corey, I know you can't wait. Should be fun. You know, I'm excited to see Drew and KB and Tyler. You know what's funny? I realized that Drew and KB will be broadcasting for this event for Carry the G, and I will be calling in as a guest on the program. While they are live nice. in Delafield, right before the Carry the G event, so I'll get so to say you'll hello kind of, to you. Am I through the am I slated internet. to talk on the radio? Nobody's told me yet. I'm assuming I'm uh, I, to. At some I think point. it's I think it's only if you want to. I think is the, Got is the gig there, but hopefully, hopefully, Got it'll it. be fun. So hopefully, people can make it out. Uh, let's before because there's a lot to talk about, Corey. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. But before we do, we know how we roll. Here at Packer Transplants, it's time for the hotness. Time for the hotness. (laughs) You know what's fun, Corey, is that when the Packers score only one touchdown, through the entirety of the game, it's pretty easy to have something like in the back pocket, 
when you're going through the tape and you're trying to find the hotness for the week and you're thinking, you know, it'd be really easy just to pull the touchdown because that's obviously hot. But I'm trying not to be too obvious about it. Searching, looking, <laughs> trying to find something. But I got nothing. So we're going to feature the touchdown. There's not a whole lot of hotness this like, week. What are we even pulling? Look at, look at Romeo Dobbs, wide open in the end zone. Jordan Love delivering it right on time. And then I love this. Watch Dobbs. He's going to spike the ball. And then he's like, yeah, we're losing by 20. <laughs> I just, he's like, uh, <laughs> touchdown. Fine. I'm in the end zone. Oh, uh, so that's your hotness. There you go, Corey. That's it for the week. <laughs> no more hotness. You know, 2023 is literally the worst year I've ever had. And the Packers have to fucking do this. You know what I mean? It's like, really? They'll test you. They will test you. I mean, I love them. I yeah. love them, and I'm going to be here. I'm going to be watching them. But, like, holy crap, that was a terrible game. And, you know, I, I remember just two weeks ago getting mad at Grossi for saying the Packers are a bad team. And, you know, he's still not right. But um, yeah. and they're a bad team. Although, I mean, it's interesting, though. It is interesting. Well, but it is interesting. We did lose to Denver. Everybody was like, or we'd lost to the Raiders, and everybody's like, blah, blah, blah. So right. didn't Denver just beat uh, the Patriots? No, the, uh, no, they beat the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. In the same house. So uh, this is my well. point from the two Packers weeks ago. More points. This is my point from two weeks ago. You don't know in the middle of the season how good or bad any team is. You cannot. So what historically happens is people go, I mean, you you know, well, but you just don't, right? You just don't, and that's the case in point on there. So you don't know how bad we really are, although, you know, 99 yards We're and penalties bad. is not good. Yeah, 99 <laughs> yards not, and penalties. That's... Not a shining example. No, no no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's get to some Packers news, of which there is a bit. Um, I'm sure you heard, Corey, but in case you've been living under a rock, the Packers have traded Rasul Douglas to the Buffalo Bills. I will admit I was a bit surprised. Uh, I won't say shocked. You know, I did think because of the Packers record and where they were situated, I thought there was a chance maybe they were sellers. I didn't think Rasul would be uh, the, the name to go. I got to admit, I was, like I said, initially shocked, not shocked, but surprised. And I was a little upset. I love Rasul as a player. I love what he brought to this team. We've talked about it here. One of the few guys who really brought it week in and week out. But the more I thought about it, the more I looked at it, attempting to look at it dispassionately, I get it. I understand. Older vet just turned 29, set to count almost $12 million against the cap next year. You get that call, as they did unexpectedly, from the Bills, asking for his availability. You can work out a third-round pick in exchange. I get, I get the move. I don't love it, but I yeah. get it. But it wasn't a planned move. I mean, Goody said that it wasn't right. a planned move. Yeah. It was a, a it was an opportunity. But also, the other interesting thing is, even though he's a twelve million dollar cap hit, I was seeing that it's basically a six million dollar actual hit. I believe when everything works do, do, do. out, probably yeah. Yeah, when it all works out, and like the actual savings you get is like six mil, which well, you know, six million dollars. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, but hey, yeah, I mean, point, they need all the relief they can get. <laughs> well, and that's the other yeah. thing. It's like they were able to make, you know, they were able to take a guy like that and and kind of somewhat get him to perform to a level where they could trade him for some value. So yeah, but yeah, yeah it's absolutely. definitely any. You know, the thing about a move like that though is you don't make those. This is like this feels like the Brewers to me. You know what I mean? This is the shit the oh fucking boy, Brewers do all the time, where it's like, oh <laughs> hey, we're we have no chance, so we're gonna trade away all our players. Thanks, Brewers. They did that like, didn't they do that like three years ago? It was like you thought they were gonna make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden well, they traded away I don't know two about of their best players. Well, they the hater trade is, I think, think what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, hater. Which was two yeah, years hater. Ago. Yeah, hater. And they were yeah, two years middle ago. of the season. They had a chance at maybe making a they basically maybe gave not up. World Series run, but it was kind of signaling, yeah, we're we're done with this year. Uh, which I don't know, Corey. It's hard not to look at the Rasul move in a similar vein. Like obviously, Rasul isn't to the Packers what Hader was to the Brewers, but the idea being we are looking to the future. And this season, yeah, you don't you don't everyone give up on, good on players if you're trying to make the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. 
Right. Exactly. Uh, that's not something. And I know that. Brian kind of danced around that in his availability today because he can't say it outright, but it's pretty clear. It is an evaluation year. It is about looking to the future. And there are going to be a lot of people, coaches and players, under the microscope for these final 10 games. And, you know, that Rasul move only highlights it. I mean, more more, more than ever. Um, speaking of the future, one, uh, one piece of news that uh, transpired earlier this week is Rashawn Gary signed a contract extension in the full Yay, four finally. more years. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is surprising how long it took. I thought it, you know, maybe not a no brainer because nothing in the NFL really is, but I didn't think it would take as long as it did. Happy to have it done. Uh, it's interesting to watch some of the reactions to it, Corey. Again, I know people are emotional about it and we all kind of look through the lens of being a fan, but man, talk about the going rate for pass rushers is in terms of new money. He's fifth in line for the you know the highest paid edge rusher and i think that's just about right you know is he nick bosa no he's not so he shouldn't get bosa money uh but he is one of the best in the league at doing one of the most important things in the league which is getting the quarterback on the ground you know so it, it, i'm really i love this move i'm glad the packers got him locked in and yeah, talk about a core piece of your defense and or your team uh rashawn is definitely it you know and i'm excited to have him then we got uh, one one other piece of news. We got Aaron Jones in a red non-contact jersey at practice, and I will say I I don't think I've ever seen a non-quarterback in the middle of the season. I've seen this like in training camp at times, but never in the middle of the year where a skill position player is in a red jersey. Um, and apparently, it's because they were in pads on a Wednesday, which is rare, and they were doing some drill work that was a little more physical than your normal kind of walkthrough stuff. And they wanted to make sure that Aaron Jones doesn't get breathed on. So, hey, Matt, does that mean you're going to use him on Sunday? Myself, Alvin Jones, a lot of people would like to know. We'll see. I mean, yeah, they used him, just not enough. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Let's, speaking of, let's get to the offense, shall we? Yash Nyman may get his shot, Corey. Only took half the season, but Yash got in there on Sunday, promptly got hurt. But he was at practice today. He was practicing. Got to think, you know, given that Matt LaFleur was asked point blank on Monday if Yash Nyman would be in the conversation for starting at left tackle. Matt indicated, yes, that was a possibility. So I think if Yash is healthy, there's a good chance he's starting at left tackle on Sunday. And look, we've been talking about the offensive line. Something had to give. And if it's Rasheed Walker, I think I understand. Yeah, I mean, I do think Rasheed Walker, he's he's going to have growing pains. So, you know, he's, he's you know, he hasn't been as bad as Josh Myers, and they're saying Josh Myers is, like, the best he's been. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, Lord. that's what – I love that because, yeah, uh, Gutekunst did kind of echo Stenovich's quote almost verbatim like he's playing his best ball or whatever it was and it's like okay but the unsaid thing here is that his best might still be poor yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like no one's saying he's playing yeah i saw well. that and i was like what are you talking like i get what you're saying i understand the words yeah. that you used but i'm confused <laughs> You are speaking English, however. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, it's, man, maybe they're trying to talk themselves into it. I don't know. And look. You know what are, sucks? You know what really sucks? Is, no, you that? know what fucking sucks is the goddamn Green Bay Packers for 30 years, one thing we could hang our hat on is the fucking offensive line. And it really sucks when that's the thing that is broken. Like, that, to me, is, yep. like, it depresses me. Every time we watch these games, it's like, because you ain't getting nothing going if you ain't got that going. You like, can't and, do anything. Just... Exactly. Yeah. You can't do anything. <sighs> we, we talk about it all the time. And we've spoken about Josh Myers so many times about, especially coming into this season, like, still a young player. You've seen it. You've seen flashes of it. You just don't see it consistently, ever. And that's the disappointing thing. When they talk about he's playing his best ball or whatever, yeah, I can point to plenty of plays where, yeah, Josh plays pretty darn well. The problem is, is there's like at least 10 to 12 plays a game where you're snapping the ball maybe 60 times. 10 to 12 plays will ruin your day. 
And there are 10 to 12 plays almost every week where Josh Myers either completely whiffs on a block or gets completely manhandled up front. And that's the fulcrum of your offense, you know? So great. So he's playing the best ball of his career. I'm, I'm real happy for him. He just needs to do that way more consistently because it's the lack of consistency that's killing him and the Packers. It's that simple. That's simple to me. The other simple thing is catching the football. And, Corey, I have a question for you. Can anyone catch the ball? I mean, can anyone catch the ball no. for the Green Bay no. Packers? My God. I mean, it was so hard to watch live. Going back and watching the game, it's like mind-numbing. Like, there are just open looks. There are contested looks. There are plenty of chances for these wide receivers to go make plays or running backs or tight ends. No one could catch the ball on Sunday. And that's you. I mean, these are fundamentals, right? This is the fundamental part of the game. And Brian said it. They're professional football players. We are seven, eight games into this now. The young thing, we're done. We're done. And Rasul said this prior to getting shipped out. You know, like we are half the season in now. It is time to stop with the nonsense about the, the youth, the young guys, like all of that. While true in the sense of like, hopefully they go on and have long careers. Man, they've been playing football for a while now. It is time to start catching the fucking ball. Because that well, Sunday was unacceptable. It was ridiculous. And then finally, you want to talk about the I mean, simple if, things in life. Wait, we we talked about accountability. Like, is Luke is Luke Butkus's job on the line? <laughs> uh, maybe is that going to uh, be the end of the season? Is that going to be one of the casualties at the end of the season? Is that going to be the is that going to be the sacrificial lamb that they throw out into the railroad tracks? It's a po- it's a possibility. Absolutely. How could it not be if the offensive line doesn't play better? I mean, only they can make that determination. They're the ones who know what is being taught and whether that is being translated onto the field. Because that's the other thing. I mean, if he's sitting there Monday through Saturday giving them good instruction and you get out on the field on Sundays and they're not executing, well, it's hard to fire the coach for that. But only they know. Only Matt and Steno and all the people who are in the building each and every day, they're the ones who know. But could he be? I yeah, guess. absolutely. James Campen was just so good. He's just so good. He's like he the was. best offensive line coach we ever had. Besides he was like great. Vince Lombardi. For the time and the place and the style of offense they were running. You know, things have changed a lot since Campy was in Green Bay. I mean, look, Stenovich was a really good offensive line coach. He had a little bit more talent to work with. But it's not like he was some scrub, you know? No. I don't want no scrub, we'll Snagler. We'll a scrub Although, is a guy that can't I, get I, no I, love from me. Hanging <laughs> out the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at me. Luke Budkiss better not be trying to holler at me because I ain't. I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I don't know how much if you watch any of Andy Herman's content, but he had Mike Wall, former Green Bay Packer, on his stream two weeks ago, a while, last week, I think. And, uh, you know, Mike was all about how it looks like. It looks like. Now, we don't know. He doesn't know. He's not in the building. But it looks like these guys are not being coached very well. That was Mike Wall's comment. Now, Mike, again, played in a very different time, very different style of offense. But the man does know football and certainly knows what he's looking at when it comes to offensive line play and what guys are doing footwork-wise and you know technique-wise. And to Mike's eyes, what he told Andy was it doesn't look like they're being coached very well. So that's you know one outsider's opinion, a knowledgeable opinion. So to, to your question... Yeah, could Butkus be, uh, you know, coaching for his job here the back half of the season? Absolutely. No question about it. You know what will help? You know what will help? Opportunities. You know how you get opportunities? You get first downs. Yeah, Can we help. just pick up a fucking first down? A, f- a fucking first. I mean, if I get one more opening drive into a third and short and we can't convert, I'm going to throw something. And it ain't going to be Packer, man. It's going to be something way more important and valuable. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find it and I'm going to throw it. I can't handle it. I can't handle this. This nonsense every fucking week. What? You don't like getting a first down in the second half with uh, three minutes left in the game? It's not where you want to get a first down? I mean, it's don't get me wrong, Corey. That's exciting. And I cheer for it. Usually by that point, we're down multiple scores. So I'd like to maybe get off on the front foot for once. I don't know. I mean, Come the crazy. The here's a crazy thing about the 2023 Green Bay Packers. Okay, they don't What's that? like they stay in games. 
Like, I know. we are in more games than we deserve to be in. It's no, we crazy. Have no des- we have no right to be. <laughs> exactly. Like, the way we play in the first half, we should be getting blown out week after week after week. But they're well, not. Well, people, people bitch they're about the defense. Like, everybody's so so annoyed with the defense. But, like, the defense is actually keeping us in all these games. Like, literally, we are in games. Uh, every game this season, we are in games because of the defense. And nobody wants to hear that. I know that's depressing. I know it hurts when you're, like, watching the defense bleed out and you're just watching your blood mm-hmm. dripping on the that's field a over really, 65 really yards. That's analogy. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we just let them like we're like, yeah, we don't need to fucking tourniquet, let it bleed, <laughs> bleed those a... yards, let them bleed, let them bleed, let it bleed. But uh, it's you know, I mean, of... but but it's not a it's not actually a bad strategy because we're in games. That's what's crazy. I know we're, I'm transitioning us to defense now because I can't talk about the offense. That's well offense done. Is trash right now. I I don't. Yeah, the offense is trash. So let's talk about the defense. And let's say Preston Smith says hello. What's up, Preston Smith? You want to talk about green shoots, Corey? Can't really talk about Preston Smith because he's the kind of second half of his career. So it's not like you're developing. I was about to say he's way. like, but he's more of a yeah, he's more of a perennial than a green shoot. However, in 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 a season where you're looking for things to like be happy or excited about, Preston Smith getting quarterbacks on the ground. And beating tackles, I'll take it. I'll take that. It's just nice to see Preston, you know, active again, getting dudes yeah. flying around. I'll take that. The other thing to remember is with uh, Rasul Douglas being shipped off. Now it's uh, it's Valentine's time to shine. It, the rookie is going to be thrown into the fire. And here's the other, not maybe not crazy part because like, it's football, man, but. We are like one Jair Alexander backspasm away from having Valentine and Ballantyne as the starting outside corners for Green Bay. Like, that's that's I where mean, we're at. It makes sense. Look at our wide receivers. It would just match what we got going on in wide receiver, to be honest with you. <laughs> exactly. Let all the young guys play. Let them get like, out this there. This is and look. the thing. This is the crazy thing, right? Like, in what? In what world did it make sense to put the receivers that we have on the field? <laughs> I'm starting to second guess this whole plan right here. I get we're in a re <laughs> like if you look to a man, we got we got rookies upon rookies. I mean I mean if you go back to like how many times on transplants we say, Oh, it takes two to three years for wide receiver to, to develop. Right. We're expecting wide right. receivers to develop within two years. Like it's crazy. That's crazy town. Romeo Dobbs was it's the four string so wide receiver like yeah. a year ago, wasn't it? I mean it just was that a year ago? Yeah. Feels so long ago. <laughs> it does feel <sighs> so long ago. Corey's so wistful. I love it. Like, um, I was just like, Corey, uh, hey, get rid of Alan Lazard. Fuck it. Hey, but it's like, wow. I mean, I would take <laughs> Alan Lazard right now all day, bro. Alan Lazard yeah, would be the best number one we've had in 10 it. years right now. Yeah, but no, no, no. You're saying that because these guys are struggling, which I understand. It's very upsetting. and It's frustrating, whatever. But, uh, sir, uh, let me point you to all the third down drops from Alan Lazard last year. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Like, I know. I understand we want consistency and we want playmakers but it's not like alan lazard wasn't dropping like every other ball last year come on now but alan lazard could have blocked better than any tight end that we have on the team by the way that is very that is fair that's totally and every any wide receiver i'm goes without saying any wide receiver but like literally every tight end we have he would be better blocking he actually could probably play tight end better than any tight end we have by the way Yikes. I mean, I'd push back, but it's not like you're lying or anything. Um, no, but getting back to the defense, I want to say the 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 point you made is right about bleeding out, right? Because that is kind of the whole mentality of they don't get off the field. It's designed to let the offense make a mistake. That's what they're counting on. Their whole idea of okay, they're gonna they're gonna have to take the length of the field and they're going to have to use like 10 to 12 plays to do it. Teams are happy to do it. The Packers lead the league as far as number of plays against them. Like people are taking a ton of plays and sometimes scoring, sometimes not. But the third downs, like the idea being rally and tackle, right? Rally and tackle only works 
if you do the tackle part. Like, mm-hmm. look at this play. This is a quintessential third down play from Joe Barry. Like, everyone's playing way. It's third and like eight, right? Everyone's playing deep, 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 deep. Okay, throw it underneath. Okay, now go make the tackle. Like, Ford misses the tackle. Nixon goes outside rather than heading up with the ball carrier. Like, it's a clown car every third down. And look, if this is your philosophy and your guys can't, clearly cannot execute said philosophy, isn't it time to try something else? Mm. I don't know. It's just me. It's just frustrating to watch that over and over and over again, which is certainly what we did on Sunday. You know, switch it up. Everyone's give me a zero blitz. Will Blackman was in my mentions today talking about how Joe Barry called multiple zero blitzes when he was in Washington. I'm like, man, I'd give my left arm for a zero blitz on third down in Green Bay. He hasn't called it one time in his tenure in Green Bay. A zero blitz? Are you sure about that? I mean, he did rush too, so there's that. (laughs) He did. He did. He did rush too. Um Let's let's take a real quick look at this uh, Rams Packers game on uh, on Sunday at Lambeau Field. Last time all year we get back to back games at Lambeau. We lost the first one. Hopefully we can win the second one. The Packers are three point favorites against the Rams over there on FanDuel. I, I'm surprised. I got to admit, possible. How well, is that possible? The, here here's the thing because Matthew Stafford has a UCL sprain in his right thumb, and he got did it. not practice today. So you have to think that's playing pretty heavily into the idea that the Packers could pull out a victory here. Um, But, I mean, forget the quarterbacks, man. Forget anything other than the matchup of the century, Aaron Donald versus Elton Jenkins. It's going to be worth the price of admission right here. I mean, it's finally going to happen. You know, last couple times these teams have played, we haven't gotten this because one or the other has been hurt. This Sunday, Aaron Donald... Elton Jenkins get to renew acquaintances after that playoff game where Donald got the personal foul for grabbing Jenkins face mask. I, for one, am here for it. I can't wait. I'm really excited. That's going to be a good time. Uh, You ready for your Deion Sanders quote of the week there, Corey? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Deion Sanders, the big picture, you go get new linemen. That's the picture, and I'm going to paint it perfectly. (laughs) This is, of course, in response to the fact that, you know, they can't block anybody up front over there in Colorado. And you know what? What would be great is if Brian Gutekunst had come out in his presser today and just quoted that. Like, he's talking about how the line's doing well and blah, blah, blah. Man, everyone has tape these days. Everyone can see the line's not doing well. You don't need That's to spout off nonsense. Just to follow Coach Prime's lead. You're going to paint the picture. Paint it perfectly. Linemen don't block. I'm going to get new linemen. I can you imagine? At some point, if, it's a simple game. Can you imagine if we would have traded for a center? How great that would feel right now. I would feel amazing. so good right now. I would feel so good. I'd be so excited. Can't tell you. I don't even know if there was a center to be traded for. But if there, <laughs> but if we would have traded. If there was just center. Even if, if I'm center telling you right made. now, if we would have just traded for the right a right guard. Like literally the 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 least important least position out of the five player in the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a right guard. I would have been so excited. Like Rasul Douglas traded for a right guard. Then okay, now okay, Packers. I feel I, you. I'm feeling you. I get it. Mm-hmm. That I right guard is going to make all the. All we need is. I mean, we just need, all the difference. We just need that. We need that gel. We need that lined gel. And I don't know what's going to. It's we're just going to hey, have man. to watch Here it comes gel. Josh here we go. Yep, Josh Nyman's going to make it happen. Yeah, but Josh Nyman's going to be the elixir that we need. I, I'm, 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 I'm totally just hoping and praying. Cool. That's all I'm doing. I just feel like kind of I don't know. I'm like, back. <laughs> I mean, there's some part of me that's so over Josh Myers, but I kind of feel like I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. Kind of like you know how you know how like well maybe this isn't a good uh, comparison, but you know how like everybody was down on Devonte like hard. Right. And like we were like, oh, yeah. oh, give him time. You know, he'll figure it out. He's like a really big right. pick, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I'm everyone else on Josh Myers right now. I feel like I'm just like, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I don't even know him, <laughs> but I hate him. I just don't like him right um, now. That is a, actually not a terrible <sighs> example or comparison. I mean, he is still a relatively very young player. 
I mean, that is just the truth. You know, don't forget. He and I don't hate him as a person, just career. as a player, by the way. No, so I'm not, I'm not, no I, hate to Josh Myers. I love him. It's all Packers, whatever. But it's like, man, I just, I'm very disappointed in his play right now. I'm just. And that is totally <sighs> legitimate, man. That's like. I'm letting it, I'm letting it get me down. Well, we're, we're not going to do that. We're, we're going to keep it up. We're going to get to blogosphere. And we're going to talk about some fun stuff. Let's hit it. That's right! It's this week in the Packer blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Ladies and gentlemen, we've heard a lot from a lot of people about the play of Jordan Love. And it seems like everybody's got an opinion, right? But I try to pay attention to the dudes who played in the league, maybe played for the Packers, maybe played with, say, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, someone like oh Donald Driver, who had an interview with Fox News about various things. And one thing was about the play of Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is the future. That's Donald Driver. And I want to read this. It's a little it's a little lengthy, but I think it's I want to get it on the record, so to speak, on the podcast, etc. Here's Donald Driver. The thing that people don't understand, let's go back to when Aaron stepped in 2008 to take over the Packers offense. Aaron had the best receiving core in the National Football League. You stepped in when we had just lost the NFC Championship game, Brett retires, you step in. Well, guess what? All your weapons are still there. That's much easier when you have a group like that. Jordan Love is starting over. That's fresh. All those guys are young. There's no veteran guy in that locker room to lead the charge. And Jordan is young as well. This is a young team, but a team that can grow. I think Jordan Love is the future. It's going to take some time for him to get his feet behind him. And I think at the end of the day, he's going to be good. That's a direct quote from Donald Driver, the leading all-time receiver for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, make of it what you will, but it's something to be noted, I think. Donald Driver, gassing up Jordan Love. The man knows football. I mean, I do Can't think, say he you know, I, I do think watching Jordan play that he's probably the one bright spot on the team right now, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, he makes some mistakes, but I'm not down on him like I am on our offensive line or our wide receivers or – are Joe right. Barry or, you know, anybody else. Like, he's way else. down on the list. He's way down on the list. Like, if you go 53 plus the coaches, Jordan loves, like, yeah. I don't know, 42? I don't know. Something low. He's low on my I list. Yep. So it makes no, sense. I, I mean, you. you know, Jordan Love is a Rorschach test for Aaron Rodgers, right? And until we get past a couple seasons and get some stuff, yep. it's always going to be that way. And just like Aaron yep. Rodgers was a Rorschach test for uh, Brett Favre, and now that's three weeks I've used Rorschach tests, and I don't even know what it – I know what it is, but I, I've used it a lot without really having a clear grasp of uh... – I know, oh, I know it was well. a test, and I know well. they showed, like, ink blots, and that's, a, that's, I, that's they, where they my did. knowledge is. And they starts. asked what you saw, and that's what people are doing with Jordan Love's play. They're, what they see can be different from fan to fan or, you know, even player to player or coach to coach, but – but like, think, you, know, you know, the other yeah, thing is the other thing with what Donald Driver said is that like uh, you're watching the Miami Dolphins like I was watching Miami play some stuff and you just do kind of feel mm -hmm. like coach is not. I just feel like coach isn't really doing these guys a lot of favors, you know, and I feel like we're trying to do a lot yeah. of things that, you know, you, it, it's like it's like it's like we're not we're not really I don't know. We said this like three weeks ago, so I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. But it's like we're not really making the plays for the players we have, I feel like, you know? And it's not I even a simplification thing necessarily, but, like, it just feels like we're trying to do what coach wants as opposed to, you know, there's two kinds of coaching, right? There's here's where I want us to be uh, versus mm. here are the players I have and how I, I make the players I have perform at a high level, right? And I and I just feel like it's more of the former and less of the latter. And you know, I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, I see. I get the same kind of idea as well when I watch this team. And it does feel like. And I said I talked to Camille about this on Carry the G and MKE uh, just a little bit ago, which you can find here on the YouTube channel. It does feel as though there's no way this team gets better unless the players play better to a man because. 
the approach doesn't look like it's going to be changing from the coaching staff. And that's what we were talking about just now on the defense, right? Like this is the way they're going to play and call plays on defense, much the same way it is on offense. Like to your point, I do think it, there's a, there's a, there's so much like static spread stuff. It's like Mike McCarthy never left at times. And I'm just like, that's what you want to do. You want to utilize all these guys on the field at the same time when they can barely work out their spacing correctly. Like, we, but we do it again and again and again and again, week after week after week after week. So at some point, I guess the idea is, well, the light's going to come on eventually. That's what it feels. That's what it feels like the approach is. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much with you on that. Uh, the other bit from the blogosphere this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Green Bay Packers announced shortly uh, before we went live here, the Green Bay Packers Fan Hall of Fame nominations are open. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I entreat you to do what I just did prior to our going live this evening. Go down in the description of this video. You'll find a link to the nomination page for the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame. And please, I beg you, I implore you, nominate one Corey Banky. That's what I just Oh, that did. was you? I hope you will I got too. this email. I was wondering. I was going to say that. I got this email. It had my email address. It was like a form thing, and it was like, yep. the man bought a house across from Lambeau. What else do you want, I think is what you put, right? I mean, I said the man worked his whole life <laughs> to live across the street from Lambeau Field, and I attached a picture of you and Coach. I'm like, what more? Like, they're asking for an essay. Like, what more do I need to say? That about says it. So I, I mean, encourage everyone. I hear you. I, I gotta, Banky. I gotta, I gotta nominate my anchor because she's ninety six years. She's like ninety eight or something. So I gotta. We we did it last year. So yeah. No, I, I appreciate that, Nagler. I really appreciate that. I would. Uh, gotta do it. I, uh, gotta, I my campaign begins young. now. I think I'm a little young to win that, but but I appreciate you. I'm gonna. I'm not. Somebody said in the it's chat that I'm. Yeah, but I think like they like had cancer or something. I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't know that. But I mean, I just think the younger people might have been like there might be special circumstances. But it's usually like you know, you know, it's like a Mel Kenoki. Mel Kenoki, the first Mel, the first the Mel Kenoki is the first member of the Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame. And honestly, there's no one on earth that is the bigger Packer fan than that man. Uh, arrest in nope. peace, Mel Kenoki. Uh, I feel the power, like a man. Huge, huge, huge fan of that man. I wish I got to meet that is him. Still like, that would have been that would have been greatest. crazy if I would have got to meet him. I got to meet him once, and he was incredibly kind. And it still to this day that I feel the power commercial he was in is my favorite thing ever produced around like the Packers or the NFL. Like it is oh, bone chilling and awesome. One hundred percent. So the great. It, and the it really only captures thing, that yeah. feeling. Yes. Yes, 100%. yes, yes. The only thing what close. Say, the only thing okay. Close. Well, I was gonna say the only thing close is uh, is uh, our guy Jerry Kramer, <laughs> that Johnsonville video where he's Very like, true. You, Very true. you were that there. Is awesome. You can say I was there when, and you're in Lambo, and like we're winning. Yep. That is then that mm -hmm. the, that lights a fire under my soul. That like like yep. what they should do is they should they should still play. I feel the power. By the way, they should play that at Lambo. Oh. They yeah, should play that 100%. at Lambo. I don't know why. Like somebody should re-sponsor that video somehow, and they should play that at Lambo. Like the be like before they do the starting lineups, and then the Kramer one. Oh my god! Oh run through god! A wall. Yeah, those two. You'll oh, run through a wall. Great. Run through a wall. If you're out there and you don't know what we're talking about, just Google. I feel the power NFL commercial, and if you put Packers, it'll probably get you there. If Mel Kanoke. If you put Mel Kanoke, like which is a K N O K E. K N O K E. If you put K N O K E, you probably it'll probably come up fast. By the way, it's so great. It's such a good. Oh God, so well done. Uh, let's get to some. Uh, let's get to some chats, shall we? People on YouTube. Hey, Olden in the way. way. I appreciate you nominating me. Appreciate anybody nominating for you for for uh, Packer Hall of Fame. Really appreciate that. Do Rob it, Grancy. Rob Grancy. Uh, thanks for super chat. Any plans for carry the G in cans? Um, Rob. Uh, oh, he meant bottles. He meant bottles. He meant bottles. Later on, he posts, oops, meant bottles. My bad. I'm like, Rob, bro. That was like, they're both like, oh. <laughs> oh, later on, he he puts oops and meant bottles. You, um, maybe next year. So, um, you know, we still got some holes in our territories that we're trying to work on. 
uh, for everybody. Eau Claire yeah, and dude. Stevens Point are the biggest ones. Trying to get Sturgeon Bay, Little Door County action. So we're still working on those. Unfortunately, we don't have a distributor in Superior, Douglas County. So that's a big hole, too. So sorry about that. Uh, you have to travel probably down to Hudson. I, I'm not 100% sure, but you try, probably have to travel to get it. But, yeah, I could see us potentially doing bottles. We've had some success uh, doing um, some uh, some of the uh, draft. So that's been great, the especially cakes, in Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate everybody going out there, getting Carry the G. A lot of people I know are coming this weekend to reach out to me where they can get it in Green Bay. The closest place to Lambeau, if you're coming to Lambeau, is going to be Ridgeview Liquor. Uh, the second closest place is going to be Hyvee, and then the third closest place is going to be Wine Cellar in De Pere. Uh, but you can get it at a festival, Woodman's, all kinds of places in Green Bay. Woodman's probably has the, the best price on it, I would say, that I've seen, as far as like if you want to not spend you know lots of money on it. But if you just want, if you're at Lambeau and you really want to go somewhere, that that's the place. Um, but really appreciate everybody uh, supporting Carry the G. And uh, you know, I think we made about three times as much as we made last year. And um, you know, we're 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 cooking, we're cooking. It's happening. And uh, what you know, I really, what I really like, on, emphasize. On, we yeah. we can't thank you guys enough for like all the social media love. Like there is, there are days when my feed is nothing but people posting their pictures of carry the G beer, which is absolutely amazing. Keep that up. Cause we love it. It's great to show the distributors, how people are into it. Like we really, really appreciate it guys. Yeah. Uh, Ed Pierce. Thanks for the super chat. Of course we will win out, but hypothetically, if we are vying for the number one <laughs> pick when we played the bears, how does that play out? Will the bears suck at sucking? I mean, I think the Bears want our number very badly. I would, I would say they are gunning for us uh, for uh, the beatdown that we put on them on the first game of the season. So, I think the Bears, I think the Bears is going to be their Super Bowl, and I, uh, I see us victorious. And you know, you can't play to lose. You just can't. It's just not how it works. It just no. never works that no. way. No, no, it's you the become Bears, the Cincinnati Bengals or the Come Cleveland on. Browns very fast. So you know, you really don't want that. Brian Costanza, thanks for Super Chat. When Goody said Josh Myers is playing his best, that's when I moved in, on to mock drafts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right in the sense of he's playing good. his best, but he's not playing mm -hmm. good. He's playing better than he was. I mean, his, it's like, um, yeah, it's like uh, it's grammar, consistent. you know. It's good grammar. <laughs> uh, uncultured Barbarian Today on Banky on the Beat Corey goes head to head with Bukowski And Michaels and tells both of them where they can Cram their opinions Speaking of Bukowski I got a little, I got a little nit to pick oh, God. So Locked on Packers go. Literally stole Tyler's idea Tyler posted on Cheesehead TV All the drops for wide receivers Which there were a lot of drops But then I see this right. article like, like literally it's a Locked on Packers Blog article That's trying to mm -hmm. say that that Peter's video about dropped wide receivers went viral. Like, how thirsty do you have to be in life to write a blog post telling the internet how viral your video is that no one has ever seen? Like, that's <laughs> thirsty as fuck, dude. That's thirsty. Like, I'll take on. this opportunity to let you know that I'll be appearing on Lockdown Packers with Peter tomorrow. So I'll, I'll tell him that. I'll let him know. Tell him, tell him he's thirsty as fuck, bro. He's thirsty. Okay. He's thirsty. Okay. He's thirsty. Um, I just love Peter just like punching up to try to find relevancy. It's just great. You know, it's like you got to You got to try. It's I know it's hard. I know. I know. I just don't care about being relevant. And that's that's half the battle. I'm a I'm like kind of kind of an, a 90s kid that way. Roberto. <laughs> thanks for the super chat. Goody saying the O-line playing well. Laughing emoji. Yeah. Tell me about it. All you can do is laugh. Locked on crack, Brandy. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. So funny. Don Vito, 608. I'm a Rasul Douglas fan, but in no way, shape, or form does trading him constitute a tanking. Okay. Agreed. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think it constitutes a tanking. I think it constitutes a um, – I think what it does constitute is it – you know, I was – I was in denial about – we all were, right, in training camp about the word – and I don't want to say it, but we got to say it. I was in denial about the word rebuild. And I think what the Rasul Douglas trade does is it puts the coffin in, okay, we're in a rebuild. Like we are, we are rebuilding. There's 
that you don't make that trade if you're not rebuilding. That that's my only thing. I don't think it's that tanking because right. that's a little bit further. But you know, before right. I was kind of like, oh, maybe we'll go sideways and kind of build up, which is not a well. Rebuild, that's the thing. But, I think Brian was yeah. attempting to not go all in on a rebuild. He was trying to have his cake and eat it too. By you know, yes, he jettisoned lots of veterans, but you know, you still have David Bakhtiari, you still have Aaron Jones, you still have Jair Alexander, you still have Kenny Clark. It's like those are not rebuilding pieces, those are really good football players that you want to build around. So, I think you know, he was trying to straddle a line, but man, the way this season has played out with the injuries and with so much cap money just being kind of MIA, yeah, yeah, that that is exactly what I think that trade signals it's like yep i'm accepting the fact that we are rebuilding i do think it's kind of funny to your point you said earlier that i didn't realize because i didn't watch his whole press conference that he actually like like that's a little gaslighting of goody you got one press conference and you literally gaslight us on the offensive line bro this is the (laughs) only time you're going to address the public all year long After your offensive line has led egg after egg after egg, week after week after week, and you come out into a microphone and talk about your offensive line playing well? Come on. Don't piss on my leg and tell me that it's raining. Good Lord. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's crazy to me, actually. I mean, it's not crazy to me, but it's crazy to me. Uh, Uncultured Barbarian. Uh, younger fans losing their minds about the season, and I'm the old fan who is like, pull up a chair, kid. Let me tell you about the 70s to 92. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Although, my my whole thing, and everybody's probably already heard this. I've said it a million times, and Nick was already sick of me talking about it. But, you know, the 80s, Never. like like when I was growing up, so that's like the 80s, right? I was like four years old in 1980. Right. So from when I was like four till when I was about like, what, 12, 16? Four to 16, right, to 92? So four to 16, the under, it's a different understanding. Like we're still living in a period where we think we should win. We know yep. we're in the 80s when we've actually completely recalibrated and reset our lives so that when we win, it's like when the Vikings or it's the Bears beat the Packers. It's like deal. the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. It's like yep. you go out all night. You are fucking partying forever. <laughs> you are throwing champagne. It is the greatest night of your oh, life. Until yeah. we're doing Bonfire that when we win. 4 a.m. <laughs> yep. Until we do that when we're winning. We have not reached 80s yet, so so we got a we got a long way to fall. And Josh Myers is right there for us. Jocelyn, <laughs> thanks for the super chat. Sewell trade also allows Preston to get more reps at DB and continue his development. Tough matchup this week for 91 versus Cup and Nasua. Get it? Did I say Nasua? Right? Bum, bum. No, Nakua. Oh, we well got done, Nakua. Jocelyn. Sorry, sorry, Nakua. Uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Remember that? That was a funny transfer. Oh, I remember. I'll never Roberto, forget Roberto, who's ready for Jair Stokes Nixon tackling clinic? Wow. Boy. Well, Stokes has got to get healthy first. I mean, Stokes ain't back for at least three more weeks. I'm ready we for the Valentine Valentine tackling clinic. <laughs> we are not taking Jim Leonard as a DC, bro. That ship has sailed, so it's not happening. Yeah. Also, yeah, correct. Yeah, that 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 ship has sailed. Um. Also, I was going to say something else that was kind of genius, but um, of course I've already forgotten it. That's just what happens. Frank (laughs) Blasey, thanks for the super chat. Last Sunday, any insight on why at first and goal from the one, J-Love doesn't go under center once? Why not tush-push four straight times in that spot? Makes no sense. Frank, I like the way you think. I don't understand why more teams don't sneak. Why don't more more teams sneak? Sneak, I don't understand. I don't get it. The whole operation running out of the gun on the goal line will always bug the shit out of me. I mean, I know there's reasonings behind it. I'm sure there's analytics behind it, but I hate it. I hate it with the power of a thousand suns. I'm with you, man. No idea why. Mike. It'd be a nice question for someone on the beat to ask, but that would require them asking football questions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, half this... Fucking press conference for Lafleur today was about friends and family, about his brother and about his friendship with Sean McVay. This has been covered ad nauseum. Can we ask some football questions? My God. All right, fine. Sorry, I had to blow that up. some steam. Sorry. 
I just, I'm laughing at the fact that it seemed like you were going, you had the end of your sentence. Like you literally mm. didn't, you had a beat three times. That was clear yeah. that then you, I just so that was really thoughts. hard for me. They just entered my head. <sighs> I mean, oh, I oh, 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 now, oh, oh, now you're going to get upset about the beat, not asking the right questions after you took me to task for calling the beat out for being substandard about the questions that they asked about it three weeks ago. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm Interesting. just going to say I want football questions. Am I allowed to have an yeah, opinion well, on the subject or no? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I feel like I feel like I'm listening to a broken record of myself right now. It's just interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's just interesting. I was a little bit taken to the woodshed and uh now I feel like, you know, I got out of the woodshed and uh you know, the subject the was quite saying. the same, but all right, all right. I hear you. I mean, it was about the way Not quite yeah, the okay. same. Interesting. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the super chat. Will Jordan lead us to the toilet bowl, Ted? Classic. That is a classic. It is a close one guy's gonna lead you to the Super Bowl, and the other guy's gonna lead you to the toilet bowl. <laughs> that guy, I wonder what that guy's doing right now. Like, you know, what would be fun I, I, is to have that guy and be like, years. So, so did Aaron Rodgers really lead us to the toilet bowl? Did everybody give you shit about that for the rest of your life? Do you realize how much of an idiot fan you are? Like, I, those are my questions. Um, I wonder if that guy got any shit. You know what I mean? What's that guy's name? Let's find him. The internet should find him. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. Like, why do Aaron Rodgers fans attack me? Why don't they go find that guy? Why don't they go get pissed at that guy? You know right? what I'm saying? Exactly. Toilet bowl guy. Hey, toilet bowl guy. Where, toilet where, what's bowl toilet bowl guy found. doing now? Craig Smith, thanks for the super chat. The only thing close to feel the power is Bill Curry talking about Willie Davis. Ooh, I haven't seen that. Ooh, that's good. That's good. I haven't seen that. Although I, I, I think do it's on one of like... the um, NFL films uh, things they produced for one of the '60s teams. On the, you know how they did one for every championship, and I think it's in one of those. That's one of my favorite. One of my favorite things is um, last weekend we had a uh, Packers collectible party at my house. So mm -hmm. I, in the last like four years, there's been this big every. It's mostly near Christmas, so I don't know why we had it now, but. Uh, there's a major collector who throws a party, and he usually throws it at his house, which is uh, on the other side of Green Bay, um, or the other side of Lambeau. And I was like, hey, since I met all the collectors, I was like, let's have it at my house. And so it's really crazy, and you know, you got all these like older guys. You, I, I bring down the average age a little, <laughs> right. a little down, you might imagine. Well, but um, but what's fun is when people say that they're a Lombardi fan, and then I take them in the Lombardi room. That's one of my favorite rooms in the house. And uh, oh, yeah. and watch their face. And why I brought it up is because I have the three. I have I, it's all laid out really nice. It's really cool. It's really cool. Anyway, sorry, I don't know why I talked about that. Uh, Dave, thanks for super chat. If moving from top of round five to bottom of round three was an offer he couldn't refuse, then maybe Gooch should have been looking to move Sewell. Should I have mean, been moving. Well, yeah. That's what he moved. Well, That's he why he moved him, right? But he, but he wasn't looking, and then it, it came to him. But then he got an offer he couldn't refuse, being the, the, the trade that they executed. Got it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm confused. I'm Culture Barbarian. Yeah, I'm Thanks trying to work chat. this out, too, from Dave. Yeah, I don't know. That Feel the Power commercial was awesome. Another great one was the Sterling Sharp Dennis Hopper commercial. He's a freight train oh, stick Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, that whole De Dennis was, Hopper. Was that a Dennis Hopper amazing. like intro? I love how as soon as the sun goes down, Lambo looks amazing. By the way, it's like it's yeah, like the sun it beating in. It's like now it's like oh, it's very nice. I like it. I wish I just got out of the way <laughs> so people could just see Lambo more. Way nicer. Uh, Porkmaster, thanks for the super chat. Don't hand Lambo me piss all the time. Don't hand me piss and say it's carry the G, Goody. <laughs> nah. Exactly. Oh, Precisely. Goody. There's a lot of Peter Bukowski slander in the chat. I like it. I like it. I like it. Chris KG19, <laughs> if we do move past love, is Goody gone and LaFleur? Whoa. What? Do if pass, we move pass past love. Okay, first off, go ahead. Uh, no, no. First Lots off, of here. Brian. Of here. Okay. So, first off, Mike, M Mark Murphy's going to retire and. 
Brian Gutenkunst, unless he wants to, is going zero places. It doesn't matter how bad the Packers are the next two years, in my opinion. This is my opinion, and this is not what I want. This is not what I believe. This is what I believe will happen. This is an, an analysis. I know you're not used to analysis from me, but uh, here it is. So Brian Gutenkunst is, is he's good. He's good. He's not going anywhere. We could tank. We could go zero. We could never win a game for the next two years, and we're probably Brian's job is probably fine, right? As long as the players are okay, and maybe maybe we couldn't lose all the way. But like, if we get rid of Love, that means Brian's going to have to make that decision, not Matt. I feel like Matt goes before Love goes. What do you think, Nagler? I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and it all so hypothetical i'm with brian when he's talking all i'm thinking about is beating the rams i mean god help us but the weird part is the murphy thing like yes he has to retire in 2025 if they do say let's say they win one or two more games this year and then they come out of the gate next year looking like crap again right even with more pieces another draft class etc jordan doesn't seem to be developing in any real meaningful way it's hard for me to believe that they would end the 2024 season and not make some kind of, or Murphy would not make some kind of significant change. Even though he's on his way out, I got to think, legacy-wise, does he want his last football move to be hiring Matt and, or extending Matt and Brian and watching them being unable to either develop the quarterback that the general manager handpicked or field a roster that can't win more than four or five games a year? You know, like... It's a, mm. the the Murphy thing is makes it so tricky. It the the whole thing is gummed up, so to speak, because of the timing of Murphy having to retire. And that's the other thing; you can't just stick around. It ain't like Mike Bloomberg being able to go. Nope, I want a third uh, crack at being mayor. Like he he the bylaws state he can't do it. He cannot. Well, stay. technically, so the executive committee go. and the board could change the bylaws. But I don't see that happening, especially because they have Ed Policy sitting there. And he's been talking to Ed Policy, and you got to imagine he's not really going to probably make a decision if Ed is the future. He's probably not going to make a serious decision without consulting Ed, which he's been consulting him. Well, and that's my other other point. Does he then have a conversation with Ed Policy and says, you know, I know we're warming up the seat for you. What do you think, et cetera? Like, does Ed's voice get thrown into the mix when it comes to determining the future of Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur. I can't sit here and say that's an impossibility. It's not supposed to be something that, you know, that's not how you're supposed to operate. But human nature being what it is, I can't fathom that not being a possibility if Jordan Love doesn't look good, if they're not winning games. It's hard for me to sit here and believe that they wouldn't make a move at the end of 2020. But the funny thing is, but is so they don't... away from that. They don't have to have a winning season. They just have to. See, you just have to see no, growth. You no. just have to see. Yes. You know. You just have to see 100%. improvement and growth. Some of the things that people are like, I'm not seeing right now. Which, you know, truth yeah. be told, and we haven't talked about this. We talked about it a little in a watch party. The reason, in my opinion, that you're not seeing growth with this team is because you have three, two to three mistakes on every play. So you're not going to see incremental yep. growth. When you when you have that many mistakes being made on plays, you're only going to start seeing growth when you have a couple plays that have zero mistakes and a couple plays that might have one. But the problem right now is that you know it's all around, it's everywhere, and you know eleven guys, three guys make a mistake. And here's the you're fucked. Here's the other thing. I keep seeing people say you know or alluding to the fact that you know Dobbs and Watson looked so promising last year, right? At times, especially Watson at the back end of the season, as productive as he was. Then you get to this year, and obviously Watson missed a large part of the year to begin because of injury. Dobbs has been very inconsistent. But, you know, growth and development is not always linear. I cannot stress nope. this enough. Like, nope. just because someone starts here doesn't mean they're automatically going to continue to go up. Sometimes they go down. There are hills and valleys. We've talked about this a lot, but Devontae Adams is a perfect example of a guy who showed some promise his rookie year. We were all very excited about him. Inconsistent, but you saw the you saw the promise in his play that second season Corey, to your point you alluded to it earlier i mean you could not move for love or money on the internet without packers fans wanting Devonte adams cut because he did have a very rough second season in the league but that is not who he became that is not written in stone so just because these guys are maybe 
definitely struggling right now does not mean they will always be struggling. But to your point, Corey, it's real hard to find any consistency development-wise when you're a clown car at some point in the play almost every play. Yeah, and 99 penalty yards. Andrew Ware, thanks for the Super Chat. No QB sneaks with 12. Now the sneak has been revamped with the tush push, and we have a young quarterback. I totally expected to see it this year, but I expected a lot from the offense this year. Thanks for the Super Chat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we've been in the crazy position for the tush push, to be honest with you. A lot of times we're like one and a half yards off, like we're just a little too far for it. a lot of long ones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of that more so. I do think it's back in the playbook. I do think that. I think it's back in the playbook, but we'll see. Bucky Cheesehead, do we really want to see a tush push from this O-line? Cue Benny Hill music. I mean, it can't get any more embarrassing than Jordan Love trying a quarterback sneak when the O-line stands completely still like we saw in Atlanta in week two. I'm sorry. That is the funniest fucking thing I've seen from the Green Bay Packers in ages. So, you know, Brandy said that you were being... Brandy said that you're being disrespectful to clown cars, Nagler. Fair play. So. Sorry, Brandy. Uh, Chris KG19, thanks for Super Chat. Drafts Hall of Fame quarterback's replacement in the first, keeps him on the bench for three years, then decides he's a bust and doesn't keep him. What other GM survives that? Very good point. Very, very good point. Uh, which is interesting. So if Mark Murphy decides that, back to our kind of discussion, if Mark Murphy decides that Jordan Love mm-hmm. isn't the future, then Brian probably does have to go, right? Because Brian made that, that was the Brian's bet, right? But then the question becomes, all right, well, we all, you have to think it was a group collective. We all decided to go this route with the roster in terms of all the inexperience and youth on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they literally are paying the least amount of money out of NFL, any NFL team on offense. So I, I say again, it's all well and good to sit here and judge Jordan Love however you want to judge him, but how the hell can you make a competent analysis of Jordan Love's development throughout this year especially, but maybe in the next season, without any kind of consistency around him? It goes back to exactly what Donald Driver was talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I just... This hypothetical world where, okay, Jordan Love's a bust. Who's making that determination? It has to be all of them collectively because all of them collectively, as a brain trust, decided this was the plan. And it is a yep. plan. So yep. I, I get the question. Well, and you got to, like, to that it, point. I know. It's one one billionth of a possibility, you know? Well, and to that point, you got. I, I didn't even think about this because, you know, uh, the whole Rasul thing kind of threw a work. I think it threw a wrench in a right. lot of, I think for most people that know what's going on, the whole Rasul Douglas thing, it, it is a, it is a mark of a chapter of a thing. It's not the, it's not the most important mm-hmm. thing in the world, but it does, it does make a statement no matter what Brian wants to signal. say or not say. It's a right? signal. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. you know, you kind of got to imagine, I mean, are the Packers going to be in a world where we're going to actually get a free agent center and a free agent wide receiver next year because we've got some monies? That's exciting to me. Like that's exciting. We're going to actually be, we're going to be in the market, baby. We're going to be in the market. I mean, they don't, you got to temper your expectations a little bit. Like they're still somewhat up against it with the cap next year. It's not like it opens up like choir singing, like, Oh, let's go spend a ton of money. That is not arriving in 2024. Not a ton, but we're going to have like we'll have like a little more flexibility. Yes, fifty mil. We'll see. We'll see. Man, but you know that's kind of interesting. I never, I never really thought of this, but like, wow, the Packers are for the first time really in their in like a long time. We will be in the market to trade for free agents. That's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. I wouldn't get JP, thanks for the super chat. I'm getting my hopes up, Nagler. It's all I have. JP, I believe the silos okay. of communication will be tested at 1265 going forward here. This um, is another question I would have liked to have heard today for Brian. The sense that, okay, we've got guys like Yash Nyman sitting there who you put the tender on and signed to $4 million, et cetera, who can't see the field despite the play. Uh, we've got – you've signed Michael Jackson from – Uh, onto your practice squad, who has starting experience in the NFL. And he can't get elevated for game days because you're utilizing the same offensive line over and over again. 
this, so I was kind of joking about it, Corey, on Twitter the other day, but it feels like we're back to what you were talking about last year in the break in the triangle. You know what I mean? Like, really feels like the the, the uh, personnel side are doing these things, and the coaching staff is like, nope, well, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's Butkus's fault, I think. Blame it on Butkus. <laughs> his dad was isn't his dad Dick Butkus? His his uncle. His, his uncle. Oh, his uncle. Dick yeah, freaking bears. Blame it on the bears. It's always the bears' fault. It's yeah. always the bears' fault. Uh, Nick Alessandroni. Alessan. Alessandroni. Sorry for butchering your name, buddy. Hard to believe so many fans once Clifford Asinine. Oh yeah, for Cliff, for Sean Clifford to play, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the most I popular love... man in town when the quarterback is struggling is always the backup quarterback. So I can't say it's surprising. Uh, Stanley's trying to trying to troll me. I appreciate it, Stanley. I appreciate the two dollars from you. We're gonna get Jim Leonard. <laughs> okay. You know, I understand that the show is kind of depressing everyone. So, and you're trying to troll me to do a rant, but I got no, you know, I. Yeah, we're not going to get Jim Leonard. Oh, it's not going to happen, buddy. That's all we got, Nagler. Is that it? All right. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, your support via Super Chat and for being here on the chats. Um, And speaking of support, big, big, big shout out to our Patreon club members. Uh, Patreon, as we always say, and it truly is absolutely 100% the case, you guys are the lifeblood of Cheesehead TV. You really make it go. We cannot thank you enough for your support, uh, as well as our Carry the G Club members here on YouTube. You guys are the best, and you're continuing to grow. It's crazy, Corey. This the membership on YouTube is really kind of starting to take off. I love it. Uh, awesome. Really, really appreciate the support, everybody. Uh, Corey, you got anything else for the fine folks out there until we uh, until we head out? Watch this. You see in game. Milwaukee, everybody. Feel free to come up to me, say hi. Come to Milwaukee, Delafield, uh, um, and Revere's. Uh, meet me two days, two days, baby, and then hopefully the Friday night. So let's go. There we go. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation, and we're, we're, I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time, and, uh, and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.